Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. And finally, we have a signing to talk about. I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me tonight is all the lads. Ali, how are you, mate? Very well. I'm in uh, Aberdeen, of all places, oh. after that result last <laughs> did night. You buy, did you so... buy a Davo top? Did you buy a Davo top? You better be one. They were delighted to see me come in today. Um <laughs> So I was I was ready for them. Some of my customers are Aberdeen fans up here, so I was ready for them. So um, it was an enjoyable visit today. Absolutely superb, mate. That is, I am actually jealous that you're in Aberdeen. That is, that is brilliant. <laughs> yes, uh, what a laugh that gave us. Scotia, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I was honestly, I was waiting to see how long it would take for that result last night <laughs> to get brought up. So I'm glad Ali's done it straight away. Get that out of the way so that we can focus on the main thing, which is Rangers signing players. Yes, I hadn't even had it noted down. It was quite, I, I didn't even know Ali was in Aberdeen, so that was very fitting. Alistair, well done. Uh, Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, boys, very good. Um, I'm quite impressed that Alistair doing his um, Peter Odom Wingy uh, number and then turning up at Aberdeen for the job when Goodwin hasn't even been removed yet. But aye, Ali, I hope you get the job, mate. You'll do a good job up there, I think. <laughs> Ryan, I'm literally two minutes from Aberdeen, Aberdeen's training ground. I'm staying at West Hill, which is now outskirts of Aberdeen, and that's that's exactly where their training ground is. So, um, yeah, I'll be. It was a happy place. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to buy a Darvel top in Aberdeen today. I'd imagine every Rangers fan up there's probably went and bought a Darvel, a Darvel strip that you could get in Aberdeen. Uh, but aye, aye, what a laugh! What a laugh! I've um, I've still not. Um, 
my stepdad's an Aberdeen fan. I've said it on the podcast before, and I've still not messaged him because I don't think I don't think he's going to be very happy. I was kind of I was thinking about maybe trying to do it via my mum to see how the water was, but I don't think he'll be particularly happy about what you're he a, witnessed last night. You're a bigger <clears> man than me, mate. I would have been blocked by about ten o'clock this morning. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, um, I know. I had a good laugh to myself, but I thought I better not, I better not. Anyway, um, <clears throat> before we get into Rangers things, just a shameless plug, as always, please do subscribe to the channel and like the video. Also, leave your comments with your opinions on the stuff we're going to discuss tonight. Additionally, if you'd like to go a step further to support the podcast, you can join the YouTube channel for become by becoming a member for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are in the description for this podcast. If you hear crying sounds, it's not coming from any of us. Uh, my 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 little man has had a bit of a mare today, so he's uh, he's literally next door right now. So if you hear that, apologies that a, for any background. I thought it was Aberdeen training ground there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my actually, it's my it's my stepdad. My stepdad's appeared on the pod. Uh, crying his eyes out. Yeah. So right, gentlemen. Before we get to um, Cantwell, which is what we're all really here to speak about, um, before we get to that signing, we will discuss the St Johnston game uh, briefly. Uh, just briefly, we'll get the negativity out of the way first, and then we'll move on to Todd Cantwell. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I did the reaction uh, myself uh, after the game. Um, so Ali, obviously going by the the nature of the the chat within the group chat. On Saturday, I don't think anybody was particularly pleased at what they were watching. So, your thoughts on the overall performance, mate? And in hindsight, have you can I calm down and seen it for what it what it was? It wasn't great. As I said before the match on the previous podcast, that Rangers should be going to these teams and, and turning them over and, and putting a performance in for us. That's you what did, I was hoping. You did jinx it, to be fair. You did. Yeah, jinx I know. That's what I was hoping for. I did say that I would have a couple of pints at my time, so regardless of what Rangers did, that, that would numb it. I think me and Scotia had about five pints by the time the, the game kicked off. But <laughs> it was, it's just, it's what I've been watching, Carney. It's, it's, the pitch wasn't great. It's three away games in six days as well, which we need to remember at Hamden, that dodgy pitch, Kilmarnock on their dodgy pitch, and then this pitch with the same real players, because we can't really change it. It was flat, slow. It, it's what we've seen for the last, since Beals came in, to be honest. We've seen in patches decent play, but the first half in particular was a non-event um, until Ryan's pal steps up and scores a world day. But it wasn't great, and it just it, it showed again that the, the Rangers team, it needs, it needs fresh blood in the team. It needs something to spark it, because it's... It's too flat for me at the moment. It really is. Yeah, Scotia, I think I can't really add much more to it than what Ali said. It's the, it's the sheer lack of depth really within the squad right now that's kind of causing these performances. In hindsight, I get what Bill was saying after the game. Yes, it is three away games in six days and we have come out with three wins. Ultimately, that's all it's going to be remembered for. But as a performance level, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to anybody that what we were watching was particularly acceptable Oh, it was a really poor game really poor game to be honest and I mean the, the, that team that went out I think everyone in the pod on Friday night had said that that would be the team you know I'd mentioned maybe play Kamara but I was, did say that no Lundstrom will play so no one's surprised and like Ali says there alludes to our lack of depth that we've got at the moment I'm probably the one that jinxed it because I went from a 6-1 scoreline 
which clearly didn't come in. Um, but we do have a chance to rectify that at the weekend. And we'll, I know we'll discuss that on Friday again. But no, it was a poor game. A wee bit of class for the goal in terms of the build-up to it. And then Borna strike. And then that obligatory period in the 10 minutes where the hearts in the mouth stuff as the ball closes in, in the line and Tav manages to clear it off just in time. But I, I've only watched via play highlights back. I've had no... No appetite to go and watch that full game back. It was that bad. I haven't even watched the highlights, mate. I was like, after I'd done the pod on um, Saturday, I was like, I don't ever need to really speak about this game until tonight, obviously, where I discuss it with you lads. Um, I was like, I'm not watching that back. No chance. Ryan, yeah, there's not really much to take from the game at all. We did, we all called the the team to be like that. Well, myself, Alistair and um, Scotia did. But can you take anything away from that, mate? It was um, it was a slog. Yeah, it was just... Listen, we're not an entertaining team to watch. We're not. We're, we don't... We don't play attractive football. We don't We don't entertain. I very rarely go away from games, unfortunately, and say, oh, we were great today. We were brilliant. We were on fire. I'm hoping that took changes. We have a bit of freshness in the team, which we are desperate for. New faces and fresh, fresh legs in that team. Absolutely desperate for it, and they got the result though. And we could single out some players that have let us down consistently recently with our performances, but there's no point. We'd be going over, we'd be painting the wall again, we're going over old ground. Everybody knows the players that are just not performing to the level that it should be. But this is where the new signings come in, and we're going to get on to it. That hopefully they bring a bit of freshness about the team and start giving us a, something else. I don't I don't feel as if we get much of a game plan apart from get the ball wide and cross it in. And it's very predictable and it's very slow and it's very mundane and it's very hard to watch. But um, we are through and it is all that matters in the cup games. We are through and credit to Borna Barisic for coming up with his his first goal in two years. But um, there was a couple of boys on this podcast that were a uh, video call me. Uh, Bully McCarney, so it'll be a wee, a wee letter to the club at 22 HR department. Um, they were jumping about with bottles of Moe and Dom Perry on singing Boy George songs, and I wasn't happy. <laughs> I think uh, I think you should address them to Jamie Lowe, because uh, he is admin, yes. HR, finances, Jamie Lowe is everything. Um, so I would, I would, yeah, I would address it. I would address it to him. Um, no, look, Borna. It's a great strike from it really is, and look, it it, it doesn't take anything away from the way the way he's been performing recently or the opinions that they have around him. But it was going to take something like that for Rangers to score, and it was at the really at the perfect time. I think it knocked the stuff in at St Johnston, and look, the the keeper made a couple of cracking saves. The one particularly from Scott Wright, I thought was a brilliant save because that's a kind of loop and shot. It very easily could have went in, um, uh, so he did do well, and we we were comfortable within the game. Um, obviously, this is all in hindsight. Uh, I think the, the reason I was the, maybe the reason I, the way I was after the game was just because you know that ten minutes is coming. We haven't killed this game off, and you know you're going to sit for the last ten minutes going. Why are we doing this? Why have we got to sit here now and let St Johnston come on to us? They will get the inevitable chance, but this time we were lucky. And yeah, the pitch was shocking. I mean, absolutely terrible. I spoke to guys that were actually at the game as well, um, guys at work that I go and see, and they were at the game, and they're like, the pitch was awful, like truly awful. So all in all, you've got to take it and run, I suppose. I think the, the only thing really to come out of it um, is, again, the kind of clamour for... Lowry to get 
a start more or to get more time. Ali, he did play a wonderful pass through for Morelos with outside his right boot. However, at that point, again, and again, wreaking a negativity out myself here, it's at a point where St Johnston are pushing, they're pressing, they're quite stretched, the game was quite stretched, so he had the time and the space to, in order to play that pass. However, he was a glaring example of what is missing within the team at the same time. Yeah, I've said for ages, he's, he's the one guy that we, we miss, that kind of player. He's got a bit of a swagger about him, Lowry. Um, it was a great ball from him, but he, he'll do a bit of magic for you. We just miss that. You, you take Ryan Kent out of our team, right? And Ryan Kent, I felt sorry for him the last, especially at Hamden and that pitch there, because he can't play his game in those parks. But if you take Ryan Kent out of our team, we are really up shit creek in terms of creativity. I know Malik Tillman does a bit of flash of brilliance for that, for the goal, but we just, the middle of the park, we just lack something there. And, and Lowry's the one guy that can, can provide that. He is. Yeah, he is. And yeah, I think Scotia, you, you, you will get people saying that he should be starting. I don't think he's better than Tillman right now. And in my opinion, if you were going to play Lowry, he's... His peak position, if you like, it would be there. It would be with um, where Tillman is. However, even saying that, I think we could have started with Tillman and Lowry and just have had Lundstrom on his own on Saturday. I didn't think, or Jack on his own, whoever it was going to be doing the, the sitting role. So, is it the the age old thing of um, well, we'll come on to someday as well later on that Rangers might not have really made the best judge on but is it a case of we're just not giving them the opportunity um, on loud I think what you were saying there about him starting with just one sitting midfielder I think that was maybe possibly a case if it hadn't been a cup game the fact that it's a cup game it's a must win game for Beal and it's managers reverting back to when it's a must win game you trust the players that you've worked with more often I think for Lowry as well though this injury that he got earlier in the season has really, really upended his season and his game time that he was going to get this season because he obviously goes out injured and then by the time he's ready to come back in, Gio's kind of playing to stay in his job, really, playing games to stay in his job and he's doing that thing, like I just mentioned, playing players that he has more trust in. So Lowry wasn't given the time then. And then we... Beal coming in. I've not actually looked at Lowry's stats since Beal's come back in, but he's... Not had many chances under Beal, I don't think. I think this was probably maybe 10, 15-minute cameos here and there. But maybe moving forward, this is something you'll see more. But then the players that we've got in and are getting linked with are players that are kind of vying with that position with Lowry. So it'll be interesting to see going forward with Lowry how he, how he copes and obviously what's happened with one of the players that we'll discuss later on. Yeah, um, Ryan... I know you've been you've been screaming for youth to get their chance, mate. And would you disagree with anything, or I pretty much agree with what we're saying that if Lowry is just a glaring example of what we have been missing again, in the nicest possible way. I don't want to take this, anybody to take this the wrong way. I I still think there's a lot of pressure within the team just now from the support. That's always going to be there. I do get that. But because of the way the seasons went, that we have to win every game. And maybe, maybe Beal's trying to protect him a bit and not throw him into the Bears' den, basically, when he won't be allowed to make mistakes. I won't lie to you. That's, 
that's crossed my mind as well. And then, obviously, about one of the young players leaving today, that, that kind of thought rapidly evaporated. I think when you look at Tillman, who's probably a similar age, I don't know his exact age, but he's a similar age to like Lowry and, and McCann, and he's been allowed to express himself, he's been allowed to make his mistakes. I know he's came from Bayern Munich in a, a totally different setup. But he's he goes through his patches where an hour you don't even notice he's on the pitch at times, but he is, as Ali says, he's a tin opener, he can change a game. He has some lovely touches. And that's where I feel as if we're in a it's not a situation where we'd all choose to be in nine points behind Celtic, but we are in a situation where you could use it and utilise these young boys. Like I said, if when Bill first came in, I'd like to see Lowry and McCann get chances and make their mistakes and get be allowed time to nourish and and establish themselves from now till May. And that's where I would like to see, obviously McCann's not going to know, but I'd like to see Lowry do that. Do I think he's going to get a chance? I don't. I don't know what it is with Rangers with young players are going to come on to it. I just don't see Lowry getting his chance now. Like Scotia's alluded to, we've just signed, well, we've just signed Cantwell, but it looks as if we're going to sign another couple of attacking midfielders. He goes down the pecking order again, and where does he get his chance? It, it, it makes me think that Lowry will end up leaving Rangers. Maybe not this window, but at the end of the season, I just think he's outgrown, as I've said numerous times, the, the Lowland League or the Rangers B team. And I think he's miles off of getting into that Rangers first team. Not, not in my opinion, should he be, but I don't think he's in. It doesn't look as if he's in Bill's plans. Yeah, um, I was going to come to it later on, but I'll stick with it now because you you mentioned it, Brian. Um, obviously, Charlie McCann is left to go to Forest Green. That's correct, isn't it? He's went to go to Forest yeah. Green. It uh, looks like he's going there to be a pretty regular starter anyway, based on the reports that he's getting a, a decent pay in comparison to what they pay their players. Now, this is a difficult one for me um, because I, I do get... From what I've seen in McCann, I've, I've seen glimpses that I've liked. I've seen glimpses where he's not really made an impact. Again, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself because of what I just said there, Ryan, where the fans aren't going to give people the chance. And I, I fall into that bracket too. You know, the heat of the moment of a game, you, you don't want to give kind of players chances and it does happen to you. But um, I know you were a massive fan, mate, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think the club have mismanaged this a wee bit? In my opinion, I've read a lot of different opinions. I know Ali said on the chat about what he thought, and, and I totally get where he's coming from and other people are coming from. I won't use the language that I used towards Ali uh, in reply, but uh, it was something along the lines of on your way, Alistair. Um, <laughs> I just think it, it does happen to me, Camden. I love seeing, like we all do, young boys coming through, Ock and Howie, and you see them, you think he's got something about him. He could make it. And then something happens and they don't. I think we've been very fortunate with the recent young boys who have made it, like Patterson, who was forced, you could say forced into playing for Rangers at right back because Tavernier had been injured last year. He got his opportunity. He excelled under it. He was fantastic. I thought he was great. I still, I know it was a lot of money to turn down, but I don't know. I think it was still a huge decision to make with Patterson. Bassey's another one. We bought Bassey as a kind of development player. Not a B team, but a kind of development player, squad player. And we weren't really thinking about him as a first team player and we got forced into playing him because because of our injuries again. And lo and behold, 
give him a chance and he's a fantastic player. He's off for 25 million. And King, there's King's another one who, whether you rate him or whether you think he's got a future or not, he only got his chance this season because of the injuries. And it's it's a it's a recurring theme with Rangers where if you're a young player and you've got potential, chances are you ain't getting a chance here because we need to bring players in. We need to go and splash three million on an unknown like Rabbi Metondo. We need to go and spe- spend money on other players. And it disheartens me. It really does. And I'm not saying Charlie McCann was going to be the answer this year and he was going to come in and he was going to be the new Ian Durant or the new Paul Gascoigne. What I do think is Stephen Davis, who is a Rangers legend, and I never use that word lightly, but a Rangers legend in my eyes, is coming to end his Rangers career. And no offence to Stephen Davis, I don't want to see him there next season. I think he's done his job for Rangers. I think Rangers need to move on. And I think Charlie McCann is the perfect player to, to replace him as whether it be a squad player or just a perfect player to kind of be that tidy player and pick up pick up the loose balls and just pick up what, what Stephen Davis did. And I'm disheartened by it, if I'm being honest with you. And I think Lowry's going to be the same. I can see him leaving and I think Rangers are doing something wrong with their young players. That's, that's my opinion. Ali, I think I, I can see the argument and I know what you're what you're going to say, uh, well, I think I know what you're going to say, um, and I, I get your argument, and I also get Ryan's argument. I think with this happening with McCann has raised a few eyebrows with the, the, among the support. I think if this happens with Lowry, the serious questions will be asked because a lot of people see Lowry as having a massive future, a, a massive future at, um, at, at Rangers. Obviously, your opinion on it, mate, your opinion on McCann, and also... Ryan saying that you've seen him as the, the being the Steve Davis, with this kind of taking over Steve Davis's role within the team and being that squad player. Maybe the boy wants first team football though as well. Yeah, and he was offered even he was offered a contract at 20, 26 or something, um, but he would have been a squad player. It's it's a difficult one because I, I'm like Ryan. I want to see these boys come in. I want to see them get a chance. I want to see them succeed and um, go forward as and and. The Rangers first team, but it's with Rangers in particular, it, it doesn't harm. You go through God knows how many years and how many players have actually made it into that Rangers team, and there's very few to be honest. So it's difficult. He's come into the team this season in a difficult team and he hasn't looked great. But back then, I always said when you bring these boys into a negative team, you're gonna it's, a, it's not great for them. And I think we've seen that with McCann when he did play for us. But the boy wants to go and play first team football and he's going to get it for his green. It's going to be a completely different environment he's going to. He's going to a League One for his green team that are sitting bottom of League One at the moment. And he needs to try and get them further up the league. Small stadium they play at. They're one of these, that's like an eco type team for his green, yeah. the, way, the way they go. So it's um, a completely different environment. But fair play, if he wants to go there, make a name for himself and, and jump up the leagues in England, he, he probably will. But my, I just think where we want to go and where Bill wants to go, I just I don't I don't think he's good enough. I'm looking at boys to come in to come into that first team. I think he could be a squad player, yes, but I think Bill's looked at him and thought well, he was obviously offered him a contract, so he could see him as a squad player. But I, I just I don't think personally he's good enough to be in the Rangers team for where we want to go next season. At the moment in the Rangers team, I could see him getting game time, but. For next season, going forward to the challenge for that title, I don't see him there. So, 
I've got nothing against Charlie McCann, but and I wish him all the best at Forest Green. I'll follow him in his journey. Hopefully he comes back and rams it down Rangers and, and does really well and goes on to have a fantastic career. But at this point, I just don't think he's good enough for next season for us, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Ryan. There is, there, is, there is absolutely no doubt that he'll go off and have an amazing career. There's, there's absolutely no yeah. doubt. That happens. Sorry, it happens. It just happens. I just, I just text, I just text you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's the only thing I would, I would challenge against that, and I, I totally get. I think Ali's got a good point, and and Charlie McCann's performances. I, I put my hands up. Like I've seen him quite a bit with the B team. He's been outstanding. Like he, he, he's excited me when he's been playing with the B team, and I'll, I'll admit when he's played with the first team, he's not looked great. But when I, when you take into consideration to just kind of counter that is. He's been coming on for twenty minute appearances. He's, he's actually played four games for Rangers this season uh, in his career in a year. Four, I'm sure, are four substitute appearances. He played. He started against Blackpool at the beginning of the season and scored. I think he had twenty four minutes or something against Dundee United last year, and then against Aberdeen there, and made his debut in the Scottish Cup. I think Scotia might know more details about that, but I think. I just think he just didn't get a fair crack of the whip to prove himself. But again, to caveat that, his performances weren't great when he was given the opportunity. So I get Ali's point. Yeah, Scotia, where do you sit on this? Um, I I am I am probably a wee bit more towards Ali's way of thinking as well, to be completely honest. I think... I think if he was good enough with the state of the midfield, the way the midfield's been, that he would have been playing a lot more regularly. That's that's my personal opinion. But I hundred percent agree with Ryan at the same time. So I'm very much like on kind of both camps. Do you fall into a particular camp here, mate? Old good old Rangers fans splitting things into camps like we do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll be quite happy on the fence here, please, Carney. I'll sit right there in the middle because yeah, I do get both sides of the arguments, and I'm probably like you. I'm probably a wee bit more leaning towards Ali's way of thinking more than Ryan's. And I would say for, on the off from that, the reason for that is that when I look at it, if this was a situation with Lowry that we're talking about, I would be far more over in Ryan's side of the camp. Because for me, the big one is I look at Charlie McCann and he doesn't offer, like some of the key advances the young players have in them, it doesn't offer you that homegrown Rangers player aspect or homegrown Scottish player aspect, which Lowry obviously does. And then I look at someone like Raskin, who looks eminent as well. And is Raskin going to be a better player, improve the squad more than Charlie, or improve the first team more than Charlie McCann would right now? I would say yes. And obviously Raskin's not that much older than Charlie McCann, but they might be the same age. Um, so yeah, I, with that with McCann, I'm like, and I was thinking as well, how often when we've been predicting our starting 11s, have we chose Charlie McCann to start in the team? I think I've maybe done it two or three times. And then... Um, I don't know, I've not looked through it, so I can't speak for you guys either, but I think I've only done two or three times. I was looking like Ryan had mentioned it. I did have a wee look at his stats. I'm sure he played the full 90 minutes against Dundee United, Ryan. I may have completely misread it in transfer market. Do you know, sure. I thought that. I thought he'd started against Dundee United and then I read on, I don't know, an article today that he'd actually come on as a sub for Borna. So right. I don't know what's right. I, I was at the game and I was sober, so I don't know why I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I seem <laughs> no. to remember him starting the game as well because I was quite excited and he didn't perform very well as well. So yeah, might be yeah, a well, that, I, I'll, I'll, 
Yeah, I only took that off the transfer market earlier today when I was looking at it. But other than that, yeah, you're right. He's come off and had 13 and 14 minutes in the early rounds of the cup. He's had a whole two minutes of football under Michael Beale since he's been here. So that kind of tells you where Michael Beale views him. And again, this might fall into that category. Beale trying to trust older players and obviously with Jack coming back into fitness, using Jack, trying to get him up to match speed, which is a detriment to the younger players at times, which you can see. I mean, fair play to the lad wanting to go away and get first team football. Because how often have we seen players that'll sit about the sit about the squad? Like Stephen Kelly springs to mind. He maybe hung around a wee bit too long at Rangers. But I think he was maybe told that he was getting something and it didn't come to fruition. Um, I'll look at as well. Cole McKinnon's out on loan at Partick Thistle at the moment. When he comes back, he's going to be another sort of midfielder vying similar to McCann and like what happens there, obviously with McKinnon playing, I think he's played about 24 games for Thistle so far this season. So he's playing up against a higher quality opposition than McCann is in the B team. So you'd, you would imagine that he's maybe jumped a wee bit ahead in his development as well. So I can see why why McCann's left. I mean, the fee was about 350000 It's not too bad, but it's the sell-on fee. And I think Rangers had mentioned in their article that there's a return, like, you know, that thing, you buy back option and things like that. Yeah. But, um, Good luck to the lad, but like I say, he's not been given the chance in the team often enough. And I kind of agree with Ali's kind of statement there of does he improve that first team squad? And I don't think he has done enough in in the Premiership so far to prove that. Yeah, wish nothing, nothing but the best for him. Generally, nothing against the boy at all. Um, for one to go play football, wish him absolutely nothing from the nothing but the best. And you never know, who knows what the future might hold. Anyway, uh, I've sent these before we came on air. I was like, I bet you, I get like halfway through a half an hour in, and we've still not even spoke about we've spoke about our, our signing. On to the positive news, and at long last, we've got a signing to talk about. Uh, Todd Cantwell has signed for Rangers, so. He was touted about 40 million plus, whatever way you want to look at it, a few seasons back. He has scored goals against the Big Four in England. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it, uh, but full credit to this bit goes to heart and hand from their daily update today. They had an interview uh, with David Edgar, Adam Thornton, Stevie Clifford and from Four Lads and Mark Dingwell from Follow Follow could ask him questions directly. Scotia, it's pretty clear um, from what he was saying anyway that the managers had a massive massive impact on him signing for Rangers. Yeah, no, I loved that interview that mentioned there on the, the Heart and Hand Daily Update because I listened to that before I actually listened to his press conference with the media. So just mm-hmm. the way think that things had gone today, I put that on first before I'd listened to that one. And I loved it. It came across so well, spoke so well, um, considering that I've seen some people on Twitter moaning about him because of um, some of his Instagram snaps and things like that. But <laughs> it comes across as absolutely... He can address, his, he can address it. He, his dress sense is quite like yours, to be fair. I don't think so. Come on, Carney. <laughs> when have you ever seen me dress with some of the stuff that he's got on? Can't afford stuff like Carney. <clears throat> Should we bring up? Should we bring up the Calvin Klein denim jacket thing that you used Don't to kick about? Oh God! Next Sunday, Saturday, I'll wear that out for you, right? That's your only fans. No, but he came across really well in that interview, um, with David. It was interesting to see some of the things he said. I quite liked his response that he said to Stevie Clifford in one of the questions where he likes to see himself play. Um, that was interesting to see again at Kerry. Like we were mentioned about Lowry there at Kenny, where he wants to play is where Tillman wants to play, probably where Lowry wants to play, probably where Hadji wants to play, probably where Lawrence wants to play. 
we're getting really top heavy in that in those kind of areas at the minute. But it's good having him in. Came across really well. The one that he done with the the normal press as well, same as well. He, he knows exactly what it's about. It was encouraging to hear what like you mentioned there about the Beal being so influential and coming. It's good to see that. At least he's buying into what Beal wants to do. And yeah, I'm excited about him after hearing the few interviews of today. Yeah, definitely, Ali. Um, he said himself that there was obviously teams interested in him. Obviously, didn't name any team. Uh, specifically, but some are abroad, some are in England, um, so he feels that Rangers is going to be the best fit for him. Um, he said he's willing to give it all for the team, uh, and he knows what the that's what the fans are looking for. He pl- he's played against low blocks before, and he said he was playing at his best when this was the case, uh, by, when he was winning the championship with Norwich. I mean, that's kind of music to my ears, to be honest. He fits the profile of what we're looking for, what that midfield needs at the moment. He's um, he's very confident. I like it. He's he speaks very well, like Scotia says. I know you're having a go at his dress sense, but I think he's I think he's the kind of guy who's got the attitude that goes, I don't give monkeys. So that's what I'll do. Yeah, he's got a bit yeah. of bit of the Ryan Kent about him. Ryan Kent will rival him because Ryan Kent likes that kind of dress sense as well. So, but um, no, I like I like the boy. I like the way he speaks. I like. What he was saying in terms of where he can play, he can play wide, he can play in the middle of the park. But I think Beal wants him to play, which is up against a guy Scotia just rhymed off there. But I like, I think he'll add a bit of swagger to Rangers team, and it's something we need. We need somebody who's a bit gallus, a bit give me the ball and I'll dictate. And I think possibly he could be the guy, Carney. Yeah, Ryan, he's um. It's going to be quite a significant outlay for the club. This obviously no details have been released of it. We don't even know how long he's signed for, because um, the club haven't released that for why for whatever reason. But I do, based on his past experience and when he was playing very well, as you say, he was touted for big things. He has scored goals against big teams. To me, this is a wee bit of a a wee bit of a coup for Rangers. I think. It feels like one of those ones that could be a cracking signing, but yeah, everybody's a bit scared because of scar tissue or what with bumping our gums about Ramsey and other players. I think we're all secretly sitting there going, "I happy with this one. This could be a good one. This could be a cracker. Hence, hence why there was no live pod last night. <laughs> Reaction to Great. it. <laughs> well, actually, as soon as he signed, I switched my phone off in case you asked me to come on and do one. <laughs> no, I just think everybody's quietly confident about this one. And nobody's really bumping their gums. We know, I think, anybody that watched Cantwell in the Premier League previously, I had him on my fantasy team, and that tells you everything, because I don't put end in my fantasy team unless you score goals. So I remember him being pretty handy for assists and goals. And he was, he did hit a kind of peak in his career where he was getting linked with a big move. I don't know if it was one of the London clubs or something like that. I do remember there, were talk, there was talk of him. Um, going elsewhere, and then he's just going to fail away. But I quite like that. I, I don't know who asked him today, but they asked him about his, not his fall from grace, but how he'd hit a few bumps in the road in his career. And he answered it well. And I was quite convinced of what he said. Like, that happens in, in life, not just in your career, not just in football, that happens in life. That you hit bumps in the road and, and it's what makes you a stronger person. And if you learn from it, etc. And I quite liked how he spoke today. And I, I agree with Ali. He was quite confident, but not in a... Not in a Joey Barton kind of way. He wasn't a stupid, arrogant way and just kind of trying to get a reaction out of people. I actually 
was looking at him and thinking, you fancy it here, you genuinely believe that you're going to do something here and you look hungry. And that's what we've got to hear. But as always, it's always about what he's going to do on a Saturday on the pitch and what he's going to do in blue. It doesn't matter what he's done with Norwich or who he's impressed in the past. It's whether you can do it for Glasgow Rangers on a Saturday and, and that's what remains to be seen. Yeah, it is all words. It generally is all just words just now, but I am. I, I'll agree with all you. I was very impressed with the way that he spoke, the way that he came across. Even when he was asked about where he sees himself within the team, he says he said he must have had multiple discussions with Beale about what he sees his role within the team being, where he's going to play, what has what has primary primary job of being in this team is going to be and he used phrases like unlocking doors which is obviously Ali's absolutely favourite saying but it's, it's true and that's what he sees himself as and I'm I'm very very impressed with the way that he came across and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can do so he did describe himself as a bit of a, <clears throat> a bit of a flair player a uh, bit of a flair player but he says he has to Get yourself happy again and playing football again, uh, and for enjoy it again, enjoy football again because obviously he's had these troubles um, at Norwich, so it's now time for him to kind of wipe the slate clean and start again. And he's chose to do it at Rangers, so I am I'm, I'm excited to see this one. I do think obviously if he was if he continued on the kind of path that he was on, we wouldn't have been anywhere near him. He would have signed for Chelsea, whoever he would have signed for somebody for a silly amount of money. Uh, but I do think. I, I do still think uh, what and what what in a market with him with a fully loaded up contract even just now in England you're probably talking uh, again roughly 12 15 million something like that an English team would probably take a punt on him on so for us to get him um I don't know I know we've not spent that much money but I, I still think there'll be quite a significant outlay for this uh, but I am very much looking forward to seeing what he can bring and I can't wait to see him start on Saturday. Thank you, Michael Beale. Thank you for watching. You've got my opinion. Now make sure he plays. Um, we'll move on from him uh, and speak about another potential signing. Um, Ali Raskin looks imminent, um, according to reports from his camp, pretty much, in Belgium. It's already a done deal. He signed a four-and-a-half-year deal, rumoured to be around €1 million Euros for the release now because he signed a pre-contract. What's your thoughts on Raskin, mate, in this deal? And if if he does come in, is that enough in the midfield for you? I'd need to look more into Raskin. Scotia is probably the man to the because Scotia has probably watched every game Raskin's ever played in in his life. So Scotia <laughs> exactly all about that boy. <laughs> but on paper, from what I've seen, he he looks apart. Twenty-one years of age. He's fallen out. He's he's similar to Cantwell in terms of he hasn't he hasn't played football in the last two months. I don't think. See, he's another one we'll need up to speed. I know you're saying can't well start on Saturday, can I? I want him to start Saturday as well, but he's not yes. played football in two months. At the same time, he needs to get game time. So I'd expect us to see him on Saturday. But um Braskin falls into the same camp, but we're top heavy in midfielders now. That's why Charlie McCann, unfortunately, has, has went out the door. It's probably made a wee bit of room for Raskin to come in now. I want him in now because He's going to have four or five months to to work with the players for next season when we be going challenge for the title. Because as we've said, the title's probably just out of our reach by now. So we need to build for next season for the league. So I want him in now. He ticks boxes. But in terms of the midfield area now, 
Yeah, I, I can see that it now. We need a, an attacker, but that's probably another story. But in terms of the midfield, yeah, I did say when you asked me about, I said two or three players, and I said they would all be midfielders. So there's two in already as midfielders. I know you're coming on to Whitaker, who's a forward slash maybe midfield wide man, if you want to say. But yeah, I, th- I think that's that's our business done in the midfield. And if he comes in now, I'll be happy enough for that. Yeah, Scotia, over to you, mate. Here they go, all the stats are coming. No, I've not got much more to add in Raskin than what I said on Friday night. I'm I'm more excited about Raskin than I am about Cantwell. Um, because, well, they're both, like Ali says, they're, they're both really similar in terms of how their careers kind of stall on a wee bit at the moment. We're both getting them both almost in like pre-contracts, really obviously just paying out the, the fee, as it were. If, and Carney, if what you mentioned there, one million euros to pay out his fee right now, that's an absolute bargain because he would be going for eight figures if he was in a decent contract as well. Um well I think it I think it's down to what's left on his contract as well. I oh, think right. that's okay. I think that's pretty much how it works. I don't know. Again I am no footballing guru but I'm pretty sure they've obviously there'll be some form of compensation within that and Rangers will have bought out the rest of his contract that standard age were due to pay him. That's the way I, that's what I think anyway. I don't know if that's right or not. Right, well, if that's true, but anyway, just even even if it was put two million euros, I mean, that's still it's, we might seem an awful lot of money, but that's I think that's a bit of a bargain to be honest um, for a player of his kind the pedigree and the noises that are getting made about Raskin because um, he seems to be like a bit of a leader um, on the pitch as well, and I think that's just one we'd ask. What type of player is he, Scotia? I mean, what, what, is he is he a d- defensive midfielder? Is he a, yeah, a Stuart McCall midfielder. type or something? Or? Uh, Stuart McCall from what era though? Because <laughs> Stuart McCall was one of those players that Kerry played further and further back as time went on. No, I think he. Yeah, no, I, just, more I, I don't know much about him. So, what, I think what, he's what a bit, bit more, yeah, a bit more defensive midfielder. So he's he's coming in there to that position where you've got your likes of Lundstrom, Jack, and Kamara at the moment. He would be playing. I would say. Enough, um, I would say he's about. like a, a modern day Ryan Jack. If that makes sense, yeah, that's what I thought. A younger, thinking, younger, yeah. better version of Jack. Yeah, but um, and this one as well is probably. Obviously, we were talking about McCann earlier. This is probably offset disappointment McCann leaving. The fact that it looks like he's coming in because I, I do think he has an improvement and he will walk into that team straight away and, and make an impact, which we've all been crying out for. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to asking. On your question around do we need other midfielders, I think we do, but I think we're fine for this window because I think, you know, you've, you've got your, kind of, your back two or your midfield covered and then like we've mentioned there's so many players that can play that attacking midfielder role but it'd be interesting to see because I think there'll be sometimes this season where you'll see a one of a Raskin or a Lundstrom and the two attacking players playing rather than two sitting um, that'll be good but I think we will need to look to bring in another midfielder in the, in the summer but I think we're in a position now whereas if Raskin comes in and it's confirmed then we can probably get by the rest of this season without adding any more bodies in there yeah, I think you. <clears throat> what you meant there, I, I think the same, mate. I think you can see Cantwell and Tillman in the same team. I don't think they're particularly challenging each other for a shot for the lesser games, if that makes sense, in the nicest possible way. <clears throat> I think you can vary because it's the hybrid 10 and the hybrid 8. See all these football technology terms that I'm learning. Uh, but that that's kind of what it is. Um, and I think Cantwell would play more the 8 and... Um, Tillman would play more than 10 that's basically the way that I, I look at it and then you could have Raskin sitting there I mean again I've said it before that when you start thinking about all these players that we do have and if we get these these two players in we can't we was in and 
we get asking and things have slightly they just immediately look different. It's they just everything kind of turns on its head a wee bit. Ryan, your opinion on Raskin, I don't think I've asked you, mate. I don't think you've been on since we were linked with him. What's your thoughts on this? Well, firstly, I'd never heard of him. I'll be honest, I'd never heard of him. I knew nothing about him. Um but I did read an article on him, I think it may have been the weekend. Um, who it was by, I can't remember, but it was someone who knew who knew who he was and rated him as a, you know, a Belgian under twenty one player. Um, fell out of favour with standard age, but I also watched the review today. Um, Derek Clark had S- Sasha Tolveri or something, I think a Belgian, some sort of Belgian um, media guy, and he was obviously knew knew him very well. But he kind of contradicts what the guys were saying. They said he's a he said he's a very direct player, like he'll just be completely direct towards goal. So. I don't know. I think that's more. There is. Sorry, sorry, Ryan, no, for jumping across. I think that's more being like directed. It's the directness that you've been screaming out for. Right, getting the ball. towards goal, passing the ball forwards rather than right. Okay, think uh, right, I thought it maybe meant in terms of just having a having a shot because I get excited for a minute there because I do like a shot. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> felt, it does seem as if he's he's got a good he's got a good reputation. It's just whether it's. The thing that worries me is if he's that good, why is he out in the cold? That's what I'm a bit worried about. If this boy's that good, obviously you do get players that have attitude or whatever, but I'm just worried that he's maybe out in the cold for the wrong reasons. Me probably looking at the glass half full there, but what what I will be convinced is Beal will be signing both these players to be first-team starters. He has said it numerous times. He's not looking to bring in loan deals or squad players. They're first-team starters, so it will be interesting to see Yes, they won't be the sharpest at the moment, but I see no problem, especially with Cantwell and starting him on Saturday. I totally agree with you. I would just start him, just let him play. If he survives 30 minutes, 40 minutes, then happy days. Um, Raskin will probably be a bit further away from that, but it'll be interesting to see the changes in that midfield. I can think of one player I would drop in two seconds from that midfield um, for either or. Um, but it will be interesting because I think the midfield has been the the one area and the one kind of complaint from all Rangers fans, we're all on the same page that we need to change that midfield. So I'm glad to see two midfielders coming in. Yeah, uh, very much looking forward to it. I'm, I would go along with Scotia after doing a bit of digging into um, to Raskin as well. Is I'm, I'm I'd be really excited to get this lad because he he's been linked by a number of teams, and I don't really know if he's fell out of favour as such. He's definitely fell out with the club. I think I think it's clear that he's, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Uh, and again, according to Heart and Hand, um, it was rumoured that it's been rumoured that when he found out Rangers were interested in the summer, that he's made the decision to wait until now before making the decision on his future because he wanted to come here. Again, that's good. That's all great. And again, it's all good if it's true as well. But that's that's what you want. You want players to want to come play here. And again, I'm presuming that Bill's probably had the conversation with him, and he'll know himself whether the. The lad's going to be up to the challenge or not, but again, I'm 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 quite excited um, about this one. Um, and yeah, the directness is. See how we spoke about we speak about the the other side of the city, mate. Uh, how they take three passes to get into the box. It's that kind of thing. It's he turns with the ball and he just thinks I'm going that way with it. There's no sidey out to ball that out to Tav. It'll be a forward pass to Cantwell to Tillman for them to turn and go forward. So that's the kind of directness of it. He's not scared. He's def- definitely not scared. Very confident in his own ability for the age that he is. So no, I, I would be I would be very excited with that one. Uh, very excited. Uh, just before we finish up for tonight. 
Rangers are still rumoured to be um, interested in bringing Morgan Whitaker to the club. Um, and I suppose, yeah, that's all well and good. Uh, obviously, there was a bit of controversy around him being named in the squad, but he wasn't played for Swansea, which means that he, he can still move on if he wants because it's the three-club thing in one year. Um, Ali, I think the, the bigger question around this is, Bill has said numerous times, and recently as well, that he wants to see Morelos and Cholak playing in the, the same team. If this is going to be the case and this is what he wants, obviously just now he doesn't have the ability to do that because we're very short on strikers. I think I, I, I've said probably since Beal came in, I've kind of been looking at it and going, we need a striker. <clears throat> now, Whitaker can't play anywhere across the front three, so I'm not sure he is quite a he's quite a tall lad. I don't think he's I don't think he's like he's not like Sakala. I think he's he's more of a build than than Sakala. Uh, he's not just a just a winger, if that makes sense, because I don't see Sakala as being through the middle. But I still think even if it's not Whitaker, I still think we need to be bringing somebody else, another striker in this window. If there's going to be three signings, I expect it to be a striker. Or a forward yeah. player, if that yeah. makes sense of one of the front line. No, de- definitely. We're, we're, we're too light up there and we're, and we're relying on Morelos each week who is carrying an injury apparently and wasn't he great against St. Johnson again, Morelos? I know the park wasn't great. Kamar Roof's injured again. When we'll see him, we, we don't know. Apparently it's before the next the cup final. But And then you've got Cholak who's been in and out with injury as well. So I agree we need to bring a forward player in. This one will Whitaker. First thing me and Scotia checked um, when we were out in the pub on Saturday was the, the Swansea team lineup to see if he was in it and he wasn't. So I think there could be a wee bit of poker between us and Swansea right up to that deadline with that boy. I wouldn't be surprised. I know obviously there's the weekend to come, so if he's in that team and plays, it's it's game over. But I can't see it from, from what happened last weekend. So I think this will run right up to the window. But I'd like to think Rangers have got a backup. If that one doesn't go, well, well, I know you're laughing there, Karen, because we usually don't, but I'd like to think we do have a backup because we do need somebody in that forward line because if we get another injury to Cholak or Morelos, I think we could be up shit creek. And you've seen what happened to us last season in that Europa League run, Karen, we had no strikers. So yeah. definitely need to look at a forward player, if it's Whitaker or not, somebody else. Yeah. Scotia, do you agree with that? If it's Whitaker or not, we should still be looking at recruiting. If there's going to be a third signing, it should be a um, striker and you, end up, you are on mute before you do a blooper. Oh, God. Cheers. Honestly, <laughs> man. <you>. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Cheers. <laughs> no paying attention. Sorry, I was, in, I was engaged in Ali's conversation there. So I <laughs> oh, you were? That's a lie. Nobody's ever engaged in Ali's conversation. <laughs> mate. Don't lie. I was scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yes, I agree. I think if, if it is Whitaker, it's obviously died down in our front a wee bit, but that's probably because Cantwell and Raskin has kind of came to the fore more. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like Ali says, if he's in the squad for the Swansea game this weekend. Um, given that it's died down from us a wee bit, does that mean that he then can't use that excuse to Russell Mar- Martin that his head's not in it to play in the game? Because I think that's kind of what he'd come out and said to Russell Martin that he, you know, obviously all this interest had got him off focus and things like that. Yeah, I've not looked into Whitaker myself in too much detail, so just listened to what other folk have heard in other pods and things like that. And he looks like he is, he could be a decent addition to the squad, but I do still 
get that tendency that he is a bit more of a development player in terms of you'll see the best of him in a season, two seasons' time. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with your statement there that yeah, we do need we do need a forward player, and and I would be tending to try and look for not an out, not an, an old school centre forward, but someone that is a centre forward rather than oh, he can play in the left, he can play in the right. You know, you can play in behind. I would I'd quite like us to gun for a striker, but there's not many of them about really. I've not mentioned Nisbet before. I've seen people have started them um, drumming or banging the drum about uh, Shankland. And I'm like, Shankland was one of those ones that I was uh, I wanted about four seasons ago, three seasons ago when he moved to Dundee United, but he's, he's still in decent form. He was, I was looking at him, he's 13th in the Golden Boot race for the moment. He's never going to take over Haaland, but he's 13th in that golden boot race uh, for Europe. But I would like us to sign, yeah, I think we need a striker and out and out striker for me would be fantastic. Yeah. Ryan, what's your thoughts on all this? It's course, it makes a good point. Look, Nisbet and Shankland are two that have been kind of floated about. It's the typical thing that they're the kind of best strikers of the rest. Um, I don't know if that, what's that guy that plays for Aberdeen? I always forget his name. Me what's okay. his name? No, the other one, the other one, Duke, the Duke, Duke, as well. He's probably another one that would get thrown into it as well because he seems quite impressive. Or we've seen, but they've been quite impressive against Rangers, I suppose. Maybe not Shankland. He wasn't impressive uh, last night, Carney. No, he wasn't. I thought, did he play last night? Did, did they play a front? I don't even know. I'm not talking about Aberdeen. Anyway, leave that there. Right, your thoughts on it? Would 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 anybody from Scotland be good enough to be the backup to Morelos and Trolak, or it'd be? You think we'll go Whitaker? Uh, I suppose I kind of stole my thunder a bit there. I think of what I read on Twitter before I come on, apparently Millwall were at the table for Hibs, and it's, it is Twitter, so it might be a lot of rubbish. If Millwall were at the table, get a bid in, Rangers. Get a bid in. This boy scores goals in the SPFL. I'll be honest with you, and I know you disagree. I think you all disagree with me. If Nisbet came to Rangers, he would be number one striker for me, the way Morelos is playing. I think Nisbet would score goals in that team. I think he's a handy player. He knows the league. And I think he's got a bit of attitude on him that when he scored the iBooks, he gave it a bit to the fans. And I don't think he dislikes Rangers. I just think he's got a bit of attitude. And I think he's a very good player. And if you could get him for a million, two million pounds, it kind of reminds me a wee bit of Kenny Miller when he was younger. He's that kind of... He's got those kind of cute finishes and he's got a bit of pace about him and he's good with the ball over the top of the defenders and I would I would put a bid in for him. Shankland, I was the same as Scotia. I wanted him a couple of years ago and I think he's out of price range now, boys. I think Hearts would want, what, three, four million pounds for him, probably something like that. And they're quite entitled to ask for that because he's, he's having the season of his life. But at the same time, I think I think I could see Rangers signing this boy Whitaker and signing a striker. I don't think we're just done if we sign Raskin and Whitaker. I, uh, I think I could see them signing a couple because we do, as Ali said, we do lack firepower up there, and we can't just put all our eggs in one basket and say, right, we've signed Whitaker, so he has to work. I don't think there's nothing, anything wrong with signing that boy Whitaker and also getting another striker in because. There's going to be changes. There's going to be big changes. Someone expect Morelos to leave. I don't rely on Roof any longer so I think there's going to be big changes up top for Rangers in the next six months Yeah I got along with that and I think also as well that as fans of a Scottish team you kind of think paying £3 million for a Scottish player is a bit much um, but 
sometimes I think you Rangers are going to need to take a risk at some point with, with players. Um, we've done it before in the past with players like Neil McCann is one that I remember when we were signing him. People were impressed with him, yeah, but they had no idea what we were actually getting uh, until we started playing with him. Neil McCann was a fantastic signing for Rangers. And I know that's talking years ago. I don't mean to, to kind of harp on the, the past. But somebody like Shanklin, if Hearts wanted £3 million for him, I would be seriously considering putting a bid in for that, honestly, because you're going to have to take a risk at this. And Shanklin's one of the kind of players that, <clears throat> in a team like ours, with the players that he would have round about him, I think he would flourish. And this bit, I can see the argument, and genuinely I can. Um, I, I I can see that. I say I'll, I disagree with Ryan and when we talk about Craig Porteous, that is for sure. But... Um, with Nisbet, I, I can I can definitely see him scoring goals for Rangers. I really could. Uh, it's an interesting one. Um, I would quite like if Rangers do sign Whitaker. I like your thinking though, Ryan. Like if we sign Whitaker, um, there's no reason why we can't go out and sign an actual out and out striker. Um, but yeah, whether Rangers would be willing to or to be seen to paying kind of three or three million because it wouldn't stay secret in Scotland. That's for sure. It would come out exactly how much it was, and um, whether they'd be willing to do that or not, I suppose remains to be seen. But um, yeah. What we got? What I don't want, seven, Tommy. Seven yeah, days left to transfer window, is that right? Yes, uh, aye, seven days. What I don't want is, is I've said a couple of times, I think we're, we're guilty, and that lot as well, guilty of kind of turning our nose up Scottish talent. We're kind of like, ah, yeah. he can score goals for Hibs and not, he won't score goals for us, and I think we're guilty of that. And we probably were in terms of Lewis Ferguson. I think we, I just don't want to see that kind of Scottish talent going elsewhere and then thinking we should have put a bid in there. I've got one for you, and it was floated early in the season, and I kind of poo-pooed him at the time because I thought, nah, I don't think he's good enough. But I've actually seen quite a lot of them in Sky Sports because a lot of the championship footballs there. Ross Stewart at Sunderland yeah. for me is I, knew um, you were going to, doing a, I don't know why I just doing, knew you were going to say that. Do, he's doing a turn there, and I've there's been a lot of Sunderland on Sky Sports recently, and he's he's played really well, and he'd be a different option for us up there. And he's available mm. on a free in the summer, so Oof. he's one I'd be looking at. Yeah, that's a shout. That is a shout. Um, that's a shout. Yeah, well, I say seven days left of this window, um, so it'll be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I do, I from all sources that I've seen and people that I tend to kind of trust with Rangers news, it looks like Raskin will be either tomorrow or Thursday when we get him announced, and then. We'll see what the rest of the window holds. Um, yeah, that'll do us for tonight. Uh, that was no bad, lads. Ali, thanks very much, mate. No problem. Just to meet Jim Goodwin for dinner. Um, I'll <laughs> see when I come back down. <laughs> Drive him down the road. He's he's not even he's not even got off his kitchen table, mate. He's still crying and he's gone for I'm sure. Yeah, Aberdeen fans want me to drive him back down the road to Glasgow so he can get you his Celtic season ticket. So I'll take him down tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scotia, thanks very much, mate. Ah, cheers, oh, it's lovely to be a bear. It is lovely to be a bear, always is. Uh, Ryan, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate, quite enjoyed that. I think I enjoy talking about transfers more and enjoy talking about actual Rangers playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully we get another couple of faces in. And Ali, got your text message there. Enjoy Love Island, mate, fair play to you. <laughs> Don't worry, I will. <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, man. Uh, yeah, so we will be back on Friday with Club Live as we look ahead to the St Johnston game. No, you're not having deja vu. We are playing St Johnston again. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Who's who's hosting Friday? 
Ryan is hosting on Friday. There you go. So Ryan's reading the Manscaped promo. There's a reason to tune in. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason to tune in. <clears throat> so, yeah, if you could please like the video, subscribe to the channel, all the usual stuff. We will be back on Friday with Club Live. So thank you for tuning in. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>